by Passion Church, the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. Well, good morning, everybody. So glad you came out today. We got good air conditioning. Thank you, Lord. Comfortable seats. Man, I tell you what. It's better than sitting in a hut somewhere under a tree in the Serengeti or something, isn't it? Although I'd still be worshiping right there if that's where I was at. But we thank you, Lord, for the comforts that we do enjoy, the blessings that we have. Aren't you grateful? Just look around at this room full of good people to be a part of this. Be a part of something special. I'm glad to be the pastor here. I'm glad that God has led me here to share my life in this place with you, and uh, I'm excited about what he's going to do today. Does anybody want to be set free today? Does anybody, you know, come to give and to receive? A lot of, a lot of times we forget the give part, we just come to receive, and uh, that doesn't work so well. You know, it's during the worship that you pour out all the junk, really. But you pour out your praise, and then you open yourselves up to receive. So remember that. Don't get here late. Get here early. Come ready to pour out your heart so that God will fill it back up with more of him. It's a, it's a grand exchange, isn't it? Well, before I preach somebody else's message, let me get on track here. I'm Pastor Guy. Welcome to the Passion Church. Uh, if this is your first time visiting with us today, we got some visitor cards in the chair in front of you or one of the chairs on the row in front of you. If you fill that out and turn it in at the Connect Desk after the service, we'd be glad to give you a little free gift bag to show our appreciation that you just chose to worship with us today. We're very excited about that. We've been praying about that. Where are you being? <laughs> let's pray and let, let's get ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? I mean, really ready. What if we had church today? I mean, not just going through the motions, church. I'm talking about the beginning of something new kind of day in your life. Father, we believe all things are possible. You said if we could believe, and we're believing right now that you're going to pour out, open, the windows, open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on us, that your word is going to resurrect us from the dead old way we've been living. and Your truth is going to become predominant in our life. It's going to lead and guide us. Holy Spirit, we just ask you to convict hearts. Convict hearts today, not in a negative way, in a positive way. That's what you do. You're, you're our comforter. You're our guide. You're, you're leading this service. So we just thank you for who you are. And we give you free reign to have your way in our hearts and minds right now so that we would hear what the Spirit of the Lord would say to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Who was it said that it's better to give than receive? Well, that was Jesus, wasn't it? Some about, I think it was Jesus. Yeah, it was. He said it's better to give than receive. Now, if he's the way and the truth and the life and he's the Lord of our life, we ought to kind of listen to what he has to say. If we believe that he is the truth, and we, last week we talked about he is grace and truth, 
Well, then we kind of need to listen to when he says it's better to give than receive because, I mean, a lot of us would rather receive. What else did he say? Let's see. He said that if I hold on to my life in this world, I will lose it. But if I lay down my life for his sake, I will find eternal life. I will find the rich, satisfying, abundant life that Jesus came to give us. The devil came to steal, kill, and destroy, and we've had enough of that, right? But he said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. So maybe we are to pay attention to the things that he said. Because some of you may hear today's message and you may say, that doesn't sound like the grace message that I was all excited about last week. Oh, contraire. <laughs> this is going to set you free. Today's message is going to show you how to live truly in his grace. Because I've got to be honest. I'm like you, man. I can get caught up in things. I can get caught up in the cares of this life. What is it the Bible says? I think it's in Hebrews 12. Or the things that so, the sin and the, thing, the cares of this life, the things that so easily beset us. Am I the only one? I mean, I can have good intentions, but by Thursday, you know, I'm ready to cuss somebody out. <laughs> and I have to remind myself, you know, who I am and whose I am. I mean, I'm just like you. We go through and things stick to us. And the world begins to get on us. And a lot of it is our own self, our own flesh working against us. You know, I was born again and I got the Spirit of God, but I still live in this flesh. And so there's a challenge every day. Which one am I going to follow? Am I going to follow the Spirit of God or I'm going to walk after the flesh? And I can tell you, sometimes I get entangled in stuff that I have no business getting entangled in. I mean, I... I come from a long line of wheeler dealers, you know, back when I was growing up, you didn't have nothing unless you got it at a good deal, so I learned to wheel and deal early, you know, and sometimes my son can attest, I had him go with me to buy a cheap lawnmower I thought I was going to make some money on, it didn't kind of work out for me, but <laughs> I get, you know, I, I, I don't know, I start looking for love in all the wrong places, I start looking for joy in life just like you do in other places. And every time it comes up dry, that's a dry well. When I'm looking to the things of the world to make me feel content, it ain't always sin. It's just, you know, it, it's just an abundance of things that don't matter that can begin to entangle your life. And today's message is entitled Entangled in Self. We can get entangled in self. Get bogged down, so to speak, in life. I told you the story, I had a, a bass boat when I was younger, had 150 horsepower mercury on it. Man, you get that thing open on, on the lake, whoa, it'd do 60 miles an hour across that water. You just barely even touching the water, whoa, just, but when I first got it, it had a leaky seam or something in it, and I didn't realize I got to the other end of the lake, and then after I fished for a while, water had seeped into the boat, and it started getting bogged down. I said, well, I better get back to the dock before this thing sinks. So I thought that 150-horsepower mercury would shoot me back across there. But guess what? It didn't when it was bogged down. And some of us are trying to get places, but our life is bogged down. God's got destinations for you, but our life is bogged down. 
And the flesh is a money pit. You can buy yourself a brand new car before that smell has even left the seats good. You're looking to put 20-inch rims on it. You got to have heated seats. You're, you're looking for something else. Now you're looking for a snowmobile, and it ain't snowed in here in years. I'm just talking about myself. But I, I know your flesh is kind of like the same as mine. You're never, it's never satisfied. It wants more. You give it an inch, it'll take a mile. And it, it, it's a money pit. It's like a, you ever fished with an open-faced reel? If, you, if you've done that, you know what I'm talking about. If, if you don't keep your thumb on it, it'll get out of control quick. You make a cast and you don't slow it down with that thumb, before you get through, that thing will bird nest on you. It'll just get all tangled up. And instead of fishing, for men like we should be, our lives is bird nest of entanglements. And so we sit on the dock and pulling things loose and we're trying to get untangled from the entanglement of self. Bogged down, entanglement, a money, a money pit. It's a briar patch. Self is a briar patch. I went hunting one time and I knew the truck was around the backside of this thick area, but I said, I'll just go through the thick area. It's the shortcut. I got in there with thorns and thistles and briars, and I got tangled up, and I was, I was sitting at an angle about like this, and I didn't know where to go from there because I was just like stuck. It was ripping up my skin. And some of us feel like that. You pull one off, and then it attaches to you again. And our life is getting stuck, and, and it's clawing at us. And the devil loves to keep us busy so that we get nowhere fast. Man, it took me a long time to get through that short stretch of briars. How about we remember the words of our Lord Jesus, that if we'll give up our lives, then we'll find what we're truly seeking. We'll truly find freedom. And we'll live in the grace that we talked about last week. Don't feed that beast. Of the flesh. Don't you see there, there's a spirit of God in there and there's the flesh. And whichever one you feed is gonna lead. And I'm telling you, feeding the flesh is a spiral downhill. And the further you go, the deeper you go in the things of the flesh, the more intense the pressure, like sort of like that submarine that crashed. The pressure begins to be too much and and you know what? Self eventually implodes too. Maybe some of you have gotten to that place of despair where you feel like, man, I just can't take life no more. Things are too hard. Sometimes it's external things, but sometimes it's just the way we think about things and the way we talk and the way we let self lead. And if we keep feeding self and we keep denying Christ and self is not sustainable it's just not and as believers we must choose to walk in the spirit of God Galatians 6 8 says for he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption isn't everything down here on the earth 
in a, in a state of corruption, getting everything, getting beat up and older. And so if you sow to the things of the flesh, you're, you're going to be corrupt. But he who sows to the Spirit, and that's a capital S, that means the Holy Spirit. That, he who's, who follows the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Who chooses? You do. Holy Spirit won't make you follow him, will he? Kind of wish he would. <laughs> That'd be a lot easier. There was a teacher of religious law came to Jesus. He was all excited after hearing Jesus preach, I guess. He said, I'll follow you wherever you go. You know, a teacher of religious law, he had grown up Studying the law and what it takes to achieve holiness by yourself, apart from the Spirit of God. What it takes to be right with God through your own actions. You know, that the law, really the law was to show us that we couldn't do it, right? But the teachers of religious law were teaching that by the law we can be made right with Christ. By the law we can be happy. And he knew that wasn't right. He was finding out that wasn't right. And when he saw Jesus, he saw him full of grace and truth. He saw him healing, and he saw the power of God was with him. He said, I'll follow you. I'm forsaking the law, and I'm coming after you. And what did Jesus say? He said, come on, man, me and you, we're going to do this thing. Not quite. Jesus said, well, the birds of the air have nests. The foxes have dens. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. This ain't the broad path. You sure you want to go this way? Are you willing to count the cost? Are you willing to give up anything for this life? You know, there's a lot of believers. But there's very few disciples. Even in Jesus' time, when he would preach, they would believe. No, they would walk away and go home and say, Man, that, I, I, I think that's the Messiah. That's got to be him. But very few of them actually followed him. And that's the difference in a believer and a disciple. It's going to cost you. You're going to have to give up your boat and your nets and everything else and come follow me. That rich young ruler says, what must I do to inherit life, an eternal life? The real life, the abundant life. Well, sell everything you got and get your eyes off of the flesh and come on follow me. Because see, Jesus... He didn't worry about those kind of things. Are you ready to go to the next level? Are you? Because I truly believe God's calling me to a new level. And I believe if he's calling me, he's calling you. I know he's always calling us deeper. The thing is, is will you hear what the Spirit of the Lord would have to say to you today. Would you at least take a step in that direction? How many of you want to take a step in that direction today? God's going to give you the opportunity today to take a step towards Him, to go deeper, go to that next level, to become a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's a good thing. You remember the salvation deal when we called Him Lord? You remember what the deal was that He gave up His life for us if we would live our life for Him? Don't you remember that? We can't get too entangled in self. 
that we can't be disciples. Now, I'm going to be the first one to the altar today. Man, he's, he's like took a screwdriver, stabbed it in my eye to make me preach this message. It's for me. I'm entangled right now in a bunch of wheeling and dealing out undid. I'm like, Lord, just, okay, just get me out of all this stuff so I, can get back to, so I can get back free and follow you and just do the things that make me joyful. But I lied. I'm not going to be the first one at the altar because I've already been the first one at the altar. I was at the altar before the service. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. Let's turn there. How about, how about that? Y'all ready? Are y'all believing what I'm saying? Second Corinthians 5, verses 14 and 15. It says, either way, Christ's love controls us. It's talking about Christians. Christ's love should be the controlling factor in your life. You should ask yourself before you get involved in anything else, am I following after love? Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. You see that word there, selves? Say selves. That we will no longer live for ourselves. Instead, we will live for Christ who died and was raised for us. That's a new way of thinking, isn't it? Because, I mean, we're hardwired. That what's good for me, what do I want? What do I feel? It's, it's countercultural. The world would think you are crazy. But that's okay. Because the cross can untangle you from self. The cross is what untangles us. It's looking to the cross. Matthew 6, 24, Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciples must deny them what? Selves. If you want to be his disciple, you're going to have to deny this flesh sometimes. Deny themselves and take up your cross and follow me. The cross will set you free. The cross will untangle you and you'll find the abundant life. How did Jesus live? Was he worried about the bills? Was he worried how to pay his taxes? He knew God would provide. Was he worried when his own hometown tried to throw him off a cliff? Ain't my time. Was he worried that he had no place to lay his head? Did he lack for anything? Was he free? Was he always thinking about himself? That Jesus is, man, he's taking all the money and he's burning it on himself. He's, we can't get Jesus to, to show up for nothing. Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father do. He was all in. And you know what? You know what? Because he was all in, the Father was all in him. 
Holy Spirit was all in him, and he went about with power. Some of us want power, but self is in control, and power ain't going to be there. Your willpower will be all you about have. And your willpower ain't going to get the job done. Jesus was gracious. We talked about that last week. Has he been gracious to you? Is his grace amazing? Man, it's amazing grace. Has he been merciful? Man, you've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. He is merciful. And he's long-suffering and he's patient and he's kind. He, he showed us how to be prayerful and forgiven. And he lived to serve others. And wouldn't that be a thought? The happiest times in my life were when I had laid down myself and served others. And realized it is truly better to give than receive. It truly is. God's way works. Oh, you flesh, you get in the way. You self. Acts 10.38 says, You know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Why? Because he could be trusted with it, to do God's will with it. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. Even, do you remember the story? Even when John the Baptist was beheaded. Now you understand John the Baptist was exactly about six months older than Jesus. Remember he was born at the same time. About the same time, about six months before Jesus. I believe he grew up in the same hometown. They were cousins. And I know me and my cousin were best friends growing up. And I bet Jesus and John the Baptist were best friends. I know Jesus cared deeply about John the Baptist. And I know John the Baptist said, I must decrease that he must increase. I know John the Baptist was excited about Jesus. There was love there. I believe the kind of love between David and Jonathan kind of love. Loving each other more than they loved themselves. And then Jesus finds out that John has been beheaded by King Herod for, for doing good, you know, for doing God's work. And Jesus was like, I'm going to go pray. His heart's ripped out. He's in deep anguish and sorrow, and he wants to be alone. If I could just, guys, can I just get a moment? My best friend's passed. Can I just go be alone? But the multitudes followed him. The crowds followed him to where he was going to try to be alone. And Jesus turned, and through the eyes of God, he saw a sheep without a shepherd. And he had compassion. And instead of running to self, even though he was going to run to the Father, but instead of isolating, he saw that in healing, I can be healed. In giving to others, I'm given too. In loving, that's where your heart is made whole. And so he turned and he loved on him. And God loved on him for it. Jesus lived a, a sacrificial life. 
He understood that this earth is just a valley that we're passing through. That it's just for a short time, a brief period. But the valley time is valuable time. That's where all the, the rewards of heaven are stored up in this fleeting moment that we call the valley of the shadow of death, this earth on which we live. This short time, if we can but give up ourselves for this time, for Jesus' sake, we will find eternal life. If we can deny self and live a sacrificial life, oh, it'll work for us a far greater weight of glory in the life to come. Second Timothy 2, verse 3 tells us you must therefore endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ do you consider yourself a soldier for Jesus Christ it says no one engaged in warfare now how many of you know that we're in a war for the souls of mankind we're in a war with the enemy down here I know a lot of the church would like to think that the church is just something they go to on Sunday but this is war central where we fight back the forces of darkness and we engage in battle for the souls of mankind. No one entangled in warfare entangles, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself. There's that word entangled. Himself. No one entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. It's not pleasing to God when we entangle ourselves. Who will you release unto the world? What will your life, what will your tombstone say? What will they say at your funeral? Well, he got everything he wanted. Man, he surely built him an empire. Will you be remembered as Jesus was, or will you be remembered as Barabbas was? That's the choice set before you today. As all of Jerusalem was sitting there and they brought the two out, and the choice was clear. Jesus, who came to give his life for the world, and Barabbas, a flesh beast, who wanted what he wanted at, the, at all costs and was willing to kill to get it, a murderer. Which one will you release unto the world through your life? Will you be the hands and feet of Jesus or will you just be a, a flesh beast that gets what you want? Which one will you crucify? Some of you, I know, are living sacrificial lives. You're giving up so much for the benefit of others. Mike, your mom, others, Angie, so many people. <laughs> so many of you are, are investing yourself into others. 
at, at a great personal cost. You could be doing it. I could be. I could have. But you're laying it down. And I don't want you to bemoan that sacrifice. I am telling you today, don't, don't say, oh, I wish, you know, I wish it was different. Don't lament it. Embrace it. It is your cross, and you are bearing that cross for Jesus. And you are never more like Jesus when you embrace your cross. And the things that you do for others, that is life. That is life more abundantly. Yes, it's hard, but it just for a moment, but it is working. Look at your neighbor say, it's working. It's making me like Jesus. That's what disciples are, like their master. Amen? There was one disciple came to Jesus, and I'll close. He said, he said, let me go bury my dad, and then I will follow you. That sounds like a, a reasonable thing, doesn't it? But in Matthew 8, 22, Jesus told him, follow me now. Let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. That sounds harsh. But in reality, you can either join in with the, the spiritually dead games that are going on down here, or you can understand that you're in spiritual warfare and the time is now. We ain't got time to play games. Give up your life and you'll find it. So my challenge today is to ask yourself, as I've been preaching, I, I believe and I prayed that the Holy Spirit would reveal to you a way in which God is asking you to go deeper. Your way may be totally different than everybody, others, everybody else's way. I mean, it may be just something little that you're thinking, I know you've been asking me to do that, God, and I've been not doing it because, you know, it ain't easy or it ain't this or that. But I believe if, if you would stop a moment and ponder, God is dealing with your heart about something. Go ahead and play some music, brother, because I want to open these altars. Like I said, it's not... You know, everything self does is not sin. And I'm not saying we don't have enjoyment, we don't play golf, we don't have fun, we don't do good, you know, things to enjoy ourselves, we don't go on vacations. Don't mis misquote me or misunderstand me. But I'm saying those things, we can't be dictated to by those things. We can't be led by those things. We are led by the Holy Spirit of God, and He will keep our lives in balance. And I'm saying if you got off balance, Welcome to my club. I'm a little off balance, but I know that if I get my eyes back on Jesus, I'll be all right. And you will too. And so I'm saying, let's make fresh commitments today. Let's go ahead and say yes to the Lord. That's the one word he longs to hear. Yes, Lord. That's two words, I guess. I was just going to say yes, but yes, Lord is even better. Say yes to Jesus. So if you come to the altar, I'm not saying, oh, they're, sin they're sinning. They're saying that they, no, I don't even, you know, that's between you and God. If you, if, what you, if you need to repent of sin, come down too. But I'm saying you're hearing from God something that you want to surrender, and I'm coming to surrender. I'm coming to lay it on the altar.
today. So come on down. Come on down. I believe today is a new day. I believe the time is now. I believe you're going you're gonna, to uh, untangle your life right here, and you're going to step into the fullness of God. Some of our lives are, man, they, we've just, they've been taken over by the enemy. We didn't even recognize as it was happening. Declutter right now. Surrender. Oh, Jesus. Touch all of our hearts to surrender. A deeper walk with Thee. A deeper walk with Jesus right now. Maybe you're here today and you need healing in your body. I believe God will use these hands to, to heal you right now. By faith. I believe you can receive healing today. If you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, I believe you have only to ask and you will receive. You say, I trust you, Holy Spirit, have your way in my heart. Some of you say, well, I did that 26 years ago. But maybe you've leaked a little bit since then. Oh, ask him to fill you afresh, to rekindle the fire. Maybe you're here today and you don't even know Jesus. You don't have any idea what we're talking about. That's all right. I've been there too. I remember that day some 26 years ago in 1997. I don't remember what was preached, but I remember that was the day I decided for Christ. And my life has been radically changed since. He forgave me of my sins. And that was a big deal to me. Because I had a lot of sin and a lot of guilt. And he made me new. And that's why it's so important that I, that I don't get re-entangled in the old man that I used to be. So it's always good to check yourself. It's always good to do an evaluation and to make a recommitment to the Lord. And I pray that this church will be stronger than it ever was before. We will love each other deeper than we ever have before. And if there's any rifts among us, any strife, any, anything that needs to be apologized for, I pray that we put it under the blood today and that we love each other and we receive each other and we welcome each other and, and hey, we tolerate each other. <laughs> and we let each other be who God called us to be and understand that we're all at some place. We might, you know, some people might get on your nerves, but But God loves them right where they're at. And we have to learn to as well. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. As you're saying it, think about what you're saying. Why you're saying it. Say, yes, Lord. I know you're pulling me in this direction. Yes, Lord. I will go for you. I will go for you. Somebody say, I will go for you. I am yours, Jesus. I belong to you. I want the abundant life. I will lay down this temporary life that I might follow you. In Jesus' name. If you don't know Jesus and you want to know him, I'll pray with you right now. And he'll forgive your sins the same as he did mine. 
you need to be forgiven of your sins, you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life, come, come pray with me right now. If you're online, ask Jesus to forgive you. And he will. Say, be the Lord of my life. I will follow you. And, and you can. He will adopt you into the family. You'll get eternal life. No more existing, thriving. There's better days ahead. Somebody say, it's better days ahead. I receive them. This is going to be my year. I don't know if it's the year of Jubilee, but it can if your heart's right. Man, it's the, the year I'm letting everybody's debts go. Jesus is letting mine. Amen. Amen. This is a refreshing time. A time of refreshing comes from the presence of the Lord, and I feel His presence here today. You know, I, I feel like there's not enough tug on the, on the Spirit of God sometimes when, we're, when the presence of the Lord is here. It's like we've been in sat in church too long, and we got too comfortable. When the presence of the Lord is here, and that is the time to cry out. That is the time to receive. What is it that you need? The presence of the Lord is here. He's in this place. Cry out. Cry out. I want you, Jesus. I want you. I want more of you. Less of me. All of you and none of me. I want to make that grand exchange, Jesus. I want to live. I, 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 I yearn for you like a deer that panteth for water. I want more of you, Jesus. This flesh is driving me nutty. I can't take it no more. i got to have more of you. All this within me cries out for you. not walking away sad like the rich young ruler. I'm not. I'm not. It takes me to my last breath. I'm giving it up for Jesus. Giving it up for Jesus. to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.